everybody. Welcome to Take 5. Glad you're with me today. Today, I am talking with two colleagues from Girl Scouts of Eastern Mass. And in episode, this is episode 41, uh, we're talking about community engagement and cultural advocacy. And uh, so let me introduce the folks that are with me today. Today, I have Ashley Eady. Ashley is the Director of Community Engagement for Girl Scouts of Eastern Mounts. And Pai Fong. Pai is the Community Culture, let me try that one more time, Community Cultivation and Cultural Advocacy Manager for Girl Scouts of Eastern Mass. Pai has the longest title I have encountered at our councils. Pai's title doesn't fit on a business card, it fits on a postcard. So huge title, Pai, huge title but lots of stuff involved in both of these things. Now, just to be clear, do you two work on the same team? Yes. You do. You do. So these two things go together, mm -hmm. but I know that a lot of people don't know really about this segment of what our council does. And I figured this was a great opportunity to share and to hear more about um, these important pieces. Okay, so let's start with you, Ashley. Okay, really general question that has a huge answer. What is community engagement? So community engagement is really about how we are connecting to girls in the community, right? How are we engaging them and bringing the Girl Scout experience to them? So within community engagement, what may be a little bit different than some other communities, well, let's actually identify that. The communities we work is focus on in community engagement, we have Boston, Revere, uh, we go to Lynn, Chelsea, Lawrence, Methuen, Haverhill, Somerville mm -hmm. and Cambridge. Right? So those are our focus communities. And what we're doing is really identifying and then minimizing barriers that may be present when working with families and some partners in those specific communities. We work to connect volunteers that might be in the community who might be who may already have long-term troops. So connecting mm -hmm. those troops and families so that we can bring them the Girl Scout experience. So we, we, by having a partner, we are able to meeting families where they already go. If they already are familiar with the community center or right. you know, in their school is the only place they have their nearest troop, they're mm -hmm. able to have that Girl Scout experience there. So they, those partners give us the access to the girls that we may not have because there may not be troops present. So we make troops in those spaces for those girls, right? So almost rather than people having to go out and look for where a troop might be, right? bring the troop to where the people are. Absolutely. And if we're able to get quality volunteers, whether it's caregivers from, in, from who are in the schools, or whether it's staff from those schools or other organizations, mm -hmm. or if it's a, a volunteer in the community who mm -hmm. may not have um, a specific girl that they're working with or that they are bringing to Girl Scouts and they want to volunteer, 
we're able to make those connections in those through those partners, those organizations to lead those troops. So these girls are in Girl Scout troops, just in those specific locations, and we're able to work with them um, and share opportunities with the girls and families that way. So that's that really opens up a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know when we had talked earlier um, about this topic, you would talk a little bit about barriers. Mm-hmm. And um, are there, there are barriers that community engagement is capable of, or, or working hard to uh, break down? Yes, yes. And there are many barriers that we're not aware of that we're working to make sure we do identify. So sometimes there may be language barriers. Maybe Mm -hmm. there are families who um, speak other languages than English and Mm -hmm. they need to have, um, whether it's more information, content, and being able to communicate with someone in order Mm -hmm. to build that trust, to be comfortable, to allow their girl to be participating in this program, right? right? Or maybe it's, the family really loves Girl Scouts. They've been participating in the YMCA um, and they love it and they want to do more. But there's that limit to access to getting the girl to other programs that might be in areas outside of the community. So being able to provide transportation to certain programs, that's something else that we're doing. And because oftentimes um, the families may not be as familiar with Girl Scouts, we try to incorporate opportunities for the whole family to participate in a Girl Scout activity. So, uh, for example, next week, we're actually bringing families to one of our camp properties and they're mm-hmm. getting the chance to be there. They have the chance to experience what it's like walking outside on our properties, the, the hills, the gravel, all of it, right? And then having the chance to experience some of those outdoor activities, again, that they may not have ever had or don't remember. Um, So it's a chance for them to see what their girls are doing, build that trust in this organization so that they can then um, feel confident in allowing the girl to do more, to grow and to be leaders and have that progression in Girl Scouts. Right, right. So lots to be excited about, really. Uh, And girls and young people who wouldn't normally have a uh, a way to find Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts gets to find them and, and arrive where they are, where the family is. So, hi, I'm gonna go your way. How does cultural advocacy, culture, community cultivation and culture, there we go. Uh, how does that connect to community engagement and what does it bring, uh, what richness does it bring to the community engagement program? Yeah, so when, the reason why my title is so long is there's sort of two pieces to the work that I'm doing. One is reaching out to our community partners to connect Mm -hmm. them with the volunteers, the families, the girls in those communities as well. So not just thinking about how we are bringing Girl Scouts to them, but Mm -hmm. also thinking about how Girl Scouts can be part of the ecosystems of their lives. 
How do we make sure that the same partners who have girls who we are serving can also be partners who are helping promote um, you know, our employment opportunities, who are talking to other partners in the community about what great work Girl Scouts can do and making sure that we are cultivating a sense of community in that space and you know that this is a long-term relationship that we're really looking to build those sustainable pieces. And then the other side, the cultural advocacy side, is really looking internally at Girl Scouts and how do we make sure that as we are bringing these girls in, we are not only removing the barriers for them to come in, but also for them to fully participate. And that means teaching and training our um, volunteers about how to address tough topics within their troops. Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that we are living out our Girl Scout values of, you know, welcoming and inclusion? Um, and, you know, the reality is, is that not all of us are experts on every topic, right? And we right. don't expect our troop leaders to be. But we do expect all of our Girl Scouts, our troop leaders, our girls to behave as true sisters to every Girl Scout to make the world a better place. And so the other piece of what I'm doing is working on resources, program and information so that when our girls from our community partners uh, from and who have different social identities and barriers that they're encountering in Girl Scouts, that we have resources to help support you in supporting those girls. So that's really those two pieces. It is the education, the learning, the processing within our organization Mm -hmm. and making those connections outside of the organization so that we can bring these girls in, not just for one program, not just for the time that they are living in the specific apartment complex or at the specific school, but that mm-hmm. they can see themselves as Girl Scouts for their lifetime. You know, I know all three of us on this call, Girl Scouts is a part of who we are. It's not just what we do. And so we really want to make sure that as we are building out these processes, we can find more people who identify as Girl Scouts and really create that sense of community internally and externally that Girl Scouts is a place that welcomes and celebrates all of these girls. The, the, the job you've taken on is as broad as the name of your job, <laughs> because really it's removing both community walls and personal barriers that people haven't necessarily erected for themselves, but maybe what the people on the outside perceive, right? Um, You talked about resources uh, that you're working on and creating uh, for our leaders, for our volunteers. Around what kinds of topics do you foresee having resources as as you uh, move forward in this position? 
Well, we are community engagement and the biggest thing that we believe in is listening to the needs of the communities and mm -hmm. talking with the folks in the communities. So the first piece is if there are topics that you are struggling around diversity, equity, and inclusion, if there are pieces of information that you think could make you a better troop leader, please email customer care and let us know. We are very, very happy to take that feedback. Um, based on conversations we've already had with troop leaders and mm -hmm. as our own experience, both as staff um, and as volunteers, um, you know, we are, I, I lead a troop of 35 girls um, in Chipsbury. So there mm -hmm. are plenty of um, times that, you know, I've said, I wish I had more information um, as well. So it's personal experience. It's talking to the communities, um, but we created a, guides uh, for the volunteer conference last year, we created a guide around how to be an anti-racist troop leader. So some tips to incorporate anti-racism into your troop because it's not one day, but it's the general processes that you put in place. Mm -hmm. um, and we uh, created some patch steps for um, the GSUSA anti-racism patch. We included some programming steps so that you could earn that um, with your troop as well. Um, we've got a uh, resource uh, about supporting transgender youth that is um, going to be coming out soon um, that will uh, give you some tips and resources um, to, to help support uh, youth who are coming out as trans within your, your troop mm -hmm. um, to help make sure that uh, trans youth have that space. So. We're also talking about a whole gambit of different resources. We would love to have as many as um, is needed. So definitely uh, reach out if we are seeing themes in conversations. Um, mm -hmm. we're, we're building these and this is not a replacement for staff support on this issue. Right. This is to help you feel comfortable when these things come up in the moment so that you have information resources at your fingertips. Where can leaders access the patch program that you referred to and uh, any coming content? Where will that be? So it will all be in the volunteer resources portion of our website and we're also working to get it into GS Learn. So it will be in multiple places. We wanted it to both be in the places where you're at um, it mm -hmm. was really important to us. Um, we know not everyone has consistent access to GS Learn for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put it on our webpage as well. But we also know people are in GS Learn all the time and it will be there for them as well. Right. There's, a, there's actually a, a section that has all of our patch programs. That's one place that it can be, but it's going to sit in multiple places within GS Learn. And I'll also highlight that if you're looking to um, work on that anti-racism patch program, it is also on the community engagement tab um, mm -hmm. under our program section. So it's at the bottom of that page right there if you wanted to get started today, but we're making sure that it is accessible to troop leaders and everywhere they may look for it. Excellent. So leaders can bring uh, topics and questions to you via customer care. And for everybody at home, just know like customer care 
reads what the subject is, reads the email from y'all, and then points that email to the team or the person that can best address it. So just know like customer care doesn't know all the answers, but they know who does. So anything about this topic goes directly to Ashley and Carl. Um, let's see, uh, I had one other question. Let me look down here. Um, what is it that you would suggest to leaders for getting involved if they're you know, interested in the workings of community engagement, whether our leaders are in Boston or Lawrence or Methuen or uh, uh, our South Coast, I must said Worcester, wrong W, um, our South Coast down toward the Cape. What do you suggest for leaders who wanna get connected? So my first thought would be always remembering that girls who are participating in Girl Scouts, if they're a registered member, no matter how they are participating, they're a Girl Scout. So we have Girl Scouts that are registered as individual members. We have Girl Scouts that primarily um, participate in the Girl Scout experience through camp. So we have these different pockets of ways that to participate what would be great is to start making sure that all girls in those communities, in your community, that mm -hmm. they can get involved in what's happening. So they have the opportunity to connect with other girls. If there's a parade, any Girl Scout who has a Girl Scout uniform in that community should be able to participate. So it's really about, mm -hmm. again, connecting um, families who may not be in specific troops to what's happening maybe at the service unit level or connecting them to key troop leaders in the community in order to get involved. And then if, again, if there's barriers for that, we can help across the board. It's not only for those who are participating in a community center, but if there's a troop that needs assistance within one of our communities, how can we help them to make sure that they're doing you know, their part in serving girls? How would a leader know that a girl is registered as a Girl Scout and maybe might be interested in, act, in an activity. Um, is there a way for them to find these individually registered girls? How would they go about that? Yeah, that's something that we're working on um, internally as staff is that making sure that um, if there is a service unit coordinator who might be able to look at um, all girls registered within the service unit, then mm -hmm. that's something that they're able to identify who may not be in a troop and know that they can still connect with them. Um, but if there's, for some reason, they're not on that roster or there isn't a service unit coordinator, how can we connect with those um, those key leaders in order to make that connection. So that's part of um, what Pi is going to be doing is kind of creating that service unit. So being that service unit support. So um, for those leaders to say, hey, we have these girls in this location that would love to participate in right. the such and such program. So again, we're, we step in as staff 
mm -hmm. high, so similar to that service unit coordinator. Mm -hmm. um, and then some of our other staff are stepping in as that troop leader. Again, if there's girls who are not mm -hmm. in specific troops, we really want to help make those connections. So we are putting ourselves in those spaces, working with partners and the community to make sure that we can make build those bridges to make those connections. It's not easy, but that's our goal. Um, so reach out to us, let us know what's happening in the community. Make mm -hmm. sure that the volunteer support specialist knows and then we can be connected with, hey, this is coming up and they want all girls to, be, to participate if they choose to. So we can continue to pass that out to the families that are looking to us as the troop leader mm -hmm. to make those connections. Very good. Well, uh, I, I end all of our podcasts with the same question. I'd say it's a secret question, but we know it's not a secret question. If you've listened or been on at least one podcast, you know what the question is, but I'll ask it anyway, because every time I ask people, even if I've asked them before, their, their answer changes. So let's see what we come up with today. Uh, Pi, I'll start with you. What's your favorite Girl Scout tradition? I'm gonna say right now, um, thanks to uh, all of my children at our bridging ceremony yesterday, where they all had the same answer of what their favorite thing this year in Girl Scouts was, is I love archery so much. I think it is just one of the most like fun things that I would have never picked up if it wasn't for Girl Scouts. Um, and we had 10 girls bridging, and I think nine of them said archery was their, their favorite activity. And, um, I, I share that as just just one of the best things we can do as Girl Scouts. It's so much fun. I'm so excited to lead archery at Family Day at camp. It is gonna be the highlight of my year, I'm sure. Archery, I've, I've also taught some archery this year and had a, had a blast doing it because I tell people that whack noise that it makes when it hits the target is so rewarding. The brownies appreciate it. The cadets and they, they all love that noise. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I love that too. I guess that could be my favorite for today. I like that one. I like that one. Ashley, what's your favorite tradition? So I will say as a Girl Scout growing up, I was all about earning badges. I wanted to have as many badges as possible on my vest because to me, that was me showing accomplishment. But as I got older, um, I really got more into art outdoors. It did start through archery, oddly enough. Um, but now I really like sitting. Uh, I've started picked up kayaking more. Um, mm -hmm. And Girl Scouts has got me comfortable being out in the outdoors. So mm -hmm. I really like being outside, being um, in those quiet nature spaces, whether it's sitting mm -hmm. in the middle of a pond. Um, or whether it's camping with some friends and family. So that's that's where I am through and through and I got that through Girl Scouts for sure. Beautiful, yeah. Being outside, nothing like it, nothing like it. I know I'm hitting the trail tomorrow for the first longer climb of, of the summer and I'm so looking forward to it. And again, you're right. Where did that, where did that love start? Girl Scouts. Well, Pi and Ashley, thank you both so much for coming on today, for sharing great information about this piece of Girl Scouts of Eastern Mass that 
a lot of people don't know about. So uh, folks, kind of stew on and mull over the information you heard in this podcast. You know how to send in questions or requests or um, questions. Uh, so do that because Pi and Ashley are there to help you out. Thank you both. Really appreciate your time and your expertise. Everybody at home, remember, can't be blue. Keeping it green. Have a good afternoon, everybody. Bye-bye.